Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Welcome back into another episode of the Swamp 247 podcast. My name is Jacob Rudner. Joining me, my partner, Blake Alderman. And Blake, we've got a busy show talking about recruiting today. Lots of stuff going on around Florida recruiting at the moment on the football landscape. Things appearing to be headed in the right direction. But we'll start with the most important question, and that is, how are you? And uh, good to have you back on the podcast. Yeah, thanks. I uh, Coming off that week vacation, much needed. Much needed before the season. Much needed for Friday Night Lights. Um, actually after, um, signing day earlier this February, I had recently moved to a new house. So normally I take off like a couple days after signing day, kind of recharge the batteries. Didn't get to do that this year. So I was like, you know, on E heading into that week. So it was nice. Well, that's good to hear. And, uh, now you're busy. We got a lot more to, uh, to do. It gets busy quick here. You got camp starting soon. And then obviously, like I said, Florida recruiting, kicking off. Uh, really getting going here, and we're going to jump right into it. Uh, let's recap some commitments. You and I last recorded a podcast about a month ago, uh, and since then, Florida has landed four commitments. I'll let you break them down, and uh, let's have a discussion. So why don't you just give us the rundown first of who they got, and then we'll go into each of the prospects. Yeah, the first one off the rip was on July 4th. It was a four-star. He's listed as a defensive lineman um, on 24-7 sports, but he's being recruited as more of a jack linebacker type of edge type of guy, if you will, <clears throat> by Florida. Um, and that's TJ Searcy. Um, he's a long and lanky kid from down in South Georgia, um, picked Florida over Tennessee, a couple other schools, South Carolina. You know, there, there were quite a few schools in there for him. Um, but Florida really did a good job with him, hosted him on campus three times. One of those was an official visit. Um, really likes the relationship he has with Mike Peterson, Florida's outside linebackers coach who was recruiting him at South Carolina. South Carolina early on was in a really good spot for him um, due to that relationship with Peterson. So that carried over whenever he came to Gainesville. And that was the winner. That was the that was the the, the big factor for him on top of the big need for them at Florida. Um, Trayon Webb, a little bit of a surprise, not necessarily where he went, but maybe more of the timing. Um, he committed on the same day that Florida flipped four-star quarterback Marcus Stokes from Penn State. So Florida had been a lot of questions of what they were going to do, the signal caller position. Um, Stokes comes out and flips from Penn State. Uh, they land Trey on Webb there. That was a, a really good day for Florida recruiting, landing a pair of four-star guys within minutes of each other um, at two positions they really wanted to, wanted to hit at. Obviously, quarterback's important. You want to have a guy every year. They've got that guy in Stokes now, um, one of the you know better quarterbacks in the state of Florida, if not one of the top quarterbacks in the state of Florida. Um, so, you know, that's that's a big one for there. Kind of continues to go in that area of, you know, surrounding areas of Gainesville that they really wanted to hit on. Um, taking back Jacksonville, that's, that's a you know, a focus for Florida. Landed two of the best in that area. 
And then finally, one of my favorite commits currently in the class is four-star uh, slot wide receiver. He's listed as an athlete, but he'll play wide receiver for Florida, and that's four-star Eugene Wilson out of the Tampa area. He goes to Gaither High School. Um, he's just a dog, you know. Eugene Wilson, dog. Um, speedy guy, um, plays a lot bigger than his frame is. Um, but, you know, Florida really wanted to add some speed at the slot receiver position that was, you know, wide receiver was important for Florida. But I think to go even deeper there, um, it's just adding speed, you know, and that's what Eugene Wilson brings. He had one of the uh, fastest 40 yard dash times at the Under Armour Miami camp um, earlier this year. Uh, I don't think he lost a rep in one on ones going against defensive backs down in South Florida. So I think he's a really impressive get for Florida. And that was a guy that they really loved, um, had been a lean to Florida for most of his recruitment. Um, dating back to March when he took his first ever visit, um, you know, took a little bit longer, you know, than maybe I would have thought, but, you know, he got it done. He's in the class. And, and again, he's one of my top guys in that class for Florida. I really, I, I really think he's a, a big time guy um, for Florida in the future at that slot receiver position. And, and this group of players is actually a, it was a big bump for the Florida class, which now ranks 23rd in the nation going into what we're going to discuss in a bit is, is a big weekend for the team's recruiting. I will also point out, though, that the four guys that Florida got in July comprise three of their all, all three of their top recruits. And then Stokes ranks eighth. Wilson one, Searcy two, Trayon Webb ranks third. So that was a big haul of guys. I'm going to zoom out, though, and then go to the quarterback position alone. Like you mentioned, this was kind of a position of question mark. Florida was pursuing Jaden Rashada, who commits to Miami. Fans are wondering, what's the team going to do? Are they going to pivot? maybe to a transfer after the season's over? Are they going to look into the high school class? And Stokes is an interesting story because they were pursuing him at one point or at least evaluating. He then commits to Penn State and then chooses to decommit from Penn State and join Florida's class. Can you just explain what went down there and maybe some of the decision-making within Florida's coaching staff and what led them eventually to settling on Stokes and taking him and adding him to this class? You know, like you mentioned, they were hot and heavy with Jaden Rashada. Um, I think once Miami started to creep in and a decision date was was prolonged, I think Florida started to you know maybe expand their board somewhat. And Stokes was one of those guys they took a look at. Um, he took a visit um, with his team for a seven on seven camp in the the later part of June, um, and they really watched him heavily while he was out there. You know, Ryan O'Hara, Florida's off field um, kind of unofficial quarterbacks coach, if you will, really followed him around for that camp. Um, kept an eye on him, you know, really impressed him. Billy Napier, you know, really liked what they saw from him. Um, and that was when things kind of started to get the ball rolling. And that was before Rashada had committed to Miami. But, you know, Florida had already, you know, kind of started to pick things up and, and they were looking at him. Um, he also took another unofficial visit, which was kind of under the radar type of visit before the dead period kicked in, right. where he was able to come in and hang out with the coaching staff. And, you know, an offer was presented. Um, you know, he was close with Trayon Webb, who was also looking at Penn State, and they kind of concocted this plan of, you know, shocking the world and, you know, committing together the same day is, is kind of a, a package deal, so to say. Um, you know, both of them making their decisions minutes from apart from each other, like I, like I had mentioned. You know, I think the biggest thing for Florida was seeing him in that seven on seven setting um, because they had not seen him throw live. You know, they like you said earlier in the year, they were evaluating him, keeping an eye on him. He did take an unofficial visit, um, but that was their first chance to get to see him throw. And that was where things started to impress them. They felt he was a, you know, a really good fit for their offense and what they wanted to do. Um, so that that seven on seven camp was kind of the kickstarter for getting things moving. And, you know, it progressed very quickly after that. 
and you can attest to this. I think one of the things that we had heard both of us was a that Florida really liked the way that Marcus Stokes had you know look in terms of being able to potentially fit into the offense. He's a mobile quarterback with a good arm, uh, capable of varying his arm slot in terms of making throws and getting them to the receivers. These were all things that Florida liked in terms of physical qualities, but it sounded also like the team liked him as a competitor and in terms of what he brought to the table mentally was something that I heard about quite a bit. And one thing that I heard in conversation between myself and Marcus Stokes was actually that he was not planning on decommitting from Penn State unless that Florida offer came around. That was the only school that he was willing to flip to. I find that to be very interesting. Uh, We'll look at some of the other recruits quickly here. Trayon Webb is a big deal. Florida needed a running back to get into this class, but we don't think that they're done yet. Probably a situation where they want to take two running backs. Do you see somebody falling into the pipeline here for Florida? Are they close on anybody? Is it even possible that Webb ends up being the only running back taken in the class? What What's the direction of the position recruiting-wise for them right now? You know, there's there's some some lines out for Florida. You know, they've got uh, you know their eyes on some. They've got, you know, offers out to some. Um, I think probably the ones that, you know, maybe jump out the most of guys that Florida are looking at, um, they're, they're looking at a guy out of Texas. Um, I'm trying to pull up his name because I am blanking right now. Um, Parker Jenkins, he's a four-star out of the Houston area, but he's never visited Florida, but he is a guy that they have offered, they've been talking to, um, and they like what they've seen there. And then there's some guys that haven't been offered by Florida that they're also looking at. Um, Isaiah Gustav, um, he's out of Naples. You know, he's committed to Arkansas currently, but is a guy that Florida really likes. Um, they actually wanted to see him in the spring during the evaluation period. But the day that, uh, you know, one of the Florida coaches went out there to watch him, you know, he actually wasn't there that day. So they haven't been able to see him. They they do like him. They are evaluating him, but an offer hasn't been presented. I think that's one of the situations where they'd like to get him on campus, you know, being committed to Arkansas, maybe kind of gauge his interest in, in Florida, see how locked in he is, because you just don't want to waste your time on a guy that's, you know, settled on his position, you know, where he's going. Uh, Mike Mitchell, um, a guy out of Middleburg, you know, over there in, in the northern part of Florida, kind of in between Gainesville and Jacksonville area, is another guy they're evaluating as well. They haven't offered him either. He's currently committed to Utah, um, but he's visited Florida somewhere around like eight times this year alone. So there is some interest there from Florida. Um, there's some interest on his end as well. He was a 10-8, 100-meter dash guy, so he's got some speed on his, on his end too. Um, and if you watch his film, he runs angry. Like he just, there's a clip of him just like absolutely demolishing a guy, just running him over. Um, so he's got that kind of, um, you know, power type of run to his game that you've seen Billy Napier and what Florida seems to want to do on offense. Um, so those are some of the guys right now that I would say, you know, one guy that Florida has offered and two that they haven't quite yet, but are heavily evaluating. Mitchell will actually be at Friday Night Lights this Friday, so he'll get a chance to work out in front of the staff. Um, that could be one if, if where a workout goes well and, you know, things kind of progressive past that, you know, he could have an offer. And I do think that, you know, despite being committed to Utah, I do think Florida would be a factor for him. I don't know if that's one where, you know, he gets an offer on Friday and flips the same day, but I do think that Florida would become a major player for him going forward. I don't know that if something didn't progress with those guys, if Florida would just decide on taking Webb, I don't know that there's really an answer to that question right now, but as of right now, Florida is actively looking at other running backs and does seem like they want to take a second to pair with Webb. And also Cedric Baxter, you know, uh, is out there too, um, a four-star high top 100 type of running back. Um, he's going to make his decision on August 10th, but right now it looks like Texas is the pick. But, you know, he is worth noting that, you know, being on the board for Florida, even though it doesn't look likely. Sure. And, and, and by the way, I will mention for those interested and maybe want more information that we don't have time to cover in a podcast, we do have 
recruiting breakdowns by position on the site. It's for our subscribers. So not only make sure that you check those out, but if you aren't already, make sure you subscribe to swamp247.com. Lots of analysis from Blake, myself, and Graham Hall, who joined us on our podcast earlier this week. Uh, Graham, I say, uh, Graham, you are Blake. Blake, I say we move on to our next subject, and that is decisions that are potentially coming up here for the Florida Gators, uh, some things that might go their way. We'll start it off with three guys who we feel pretty confident about, and and I'll let you uh, run through them. I'll give the quick names. It's Aiden Mizell, four-star wide receiver, uh, Jordan Castell, four-star safety, and Jakeem Jackson, a four-star cornerback. Uh, what what should fans expect here? Are these guys locks to be Gators? Is it just a confidence thing? Where, where are Florida standing? You know, I never call anyone a lock in recruiting. It's just too much of a crazy game. And obviously NIL, if you've followed recruiting, have seen that things change. But I feel very confident on all three of those guys ending up at Florida. Um, Jakeem Jackson is going to make his decision on the 28th um, this week. Um, he'll be making it later in the evening part. Um, I do think Florida is the pick for him. I think that, you know, getting that offer, being having a chance to be coached by Corey Raymond, who's one of the top, if not the top cornerbacks coach in, um, in, in college football right now, I think that that was a big deal to him. Um, I think once that offer was presented, things started to trend more in Florida's favor, and they're the heavy favorite heading into that decision on the 28th. Following that up, Aiden Mizell, he's a legacy player. You know, he's, he's both of his parents ran track at Florida. Um, he's a speedy guy, too, like I mentioned earlier when talking about Eugene Wilson. You know, Florida wanted to add speed, and Mizell certainly has that. He can take the top off of the defense. He's also got some size on his hand as well. Um, so I think that that would be a really good get for Florida as well. I do expect him to end up at Florida. I think the family ties to the program of his parents going there, growing up, visiting Florida a bunch of times, just having those family ties there. You know, there was, you know, he was kind of a regular visitor, um, was one where he, before he had the offer from Florida, had been heavily talking with Kerry Colbert, Florida's wide receivers coach. Offer was extended. Contact continued to build up. He made a couple visits to Florida, took the official visit. At one point, actually even said Florida was his leader. That was before a big slate of official visits. I still think Florida is going to be the pick for him. I'm, I'm fairly confident on that one. So that one will be on the 29th. And then finally, Jordan Castell, a four-star safety out of the Orlando area, um, out of West Orange High School. He'll be making his decision on the 30th. Um, he's supposed to visit Florida on the 30th. So, I, you know, that obviously, you know, it seems like a pretty good sign for Florida's chances there. He took an official visit back in June. Um I think he's down to Tennessee, Alabama, and Florida. I don't recall him visiting any of those other two schools this year, but I, I know he's been to Florida twice. He was there in the spring to see a scrimmage and then took that official visit in June. That's another one that I feel very confident on Florida being the pick for. So I think Florida has a really good shot to landing those three guys, all four-star players, all guys in their footprint area of the state of Florida, right around those surrounding areas of Gainesville. So, um, three good additions for Florida and that would definitely move their class up and continue to get some more talent in that, in that class. And you mentioned just the, uh, the all three of those guys, four-star prospects. It doesn't mm -hmm. actually stop there though, with four-star prospects that could potentially commit to Florida in the next week. If you saw uh, seven possible commitments and we're going to go over uh, what the chances of that actually happening are, I'll answer it first. I don't think it's great that it's seven, but I do think it's a good number. Uh, four other guys though, Dequavia Sori. Andy Jean, Will Norman, Cam James, four more players who we evaluate to either be close, Florida might be in the hunt, uh, potentially with Friday Night Lights coming up this week and a lot of these guys getting on campus, it's certainly possible that the team decides to push some of these guys towards a commitment, potentially would even be smart to do so. Of the four players I just mentioned, how close is Florida to landing any of them? Because we're confident in three this week. Is it going to be more? 
you know, I think with Sori, he's being recruited as an athlete for Florida. You know, he's listed as a wide receiver. I think there's a chance he could be a wide receiver at the next level. I also think that he could be a safety at the next level. You know, he, if he keeps growing, he could grow into a linebacker. So I think there are different outcomes that could happen with him depending on where he fits the best, where his frame continues to build up from. I think the question of that one is more along the lines of Florida is in a good spot with a lot of wide receivers. They're in a good spot with a lot of safeties. I think the question is, is if he's a take for the class, you know, for the staff. I have the crystal ball pick in for Florida. I logged that in back whenever he was at one point making a decision in early July. He was going to make a decision on the 4th of July. Um, he obviously pushed that decision back. Um, he's teased the 30th being a date. He hasn't come out and said, this is my commitment date. Um, but kind of reading between the lines, you know, kind of reading these cryptic posts by recruits. The 30th is maybe a day to watch for him. I think that if Florida were to greenlight him, um, I think that that's a, uh, has a really good chance of ending up in Florida's class. He's visited a couple times of his finalists. He's only visited Florida in the last you know several months. So I think that if Florida takes him, I think that that's where he ends up. Um, you know, Andy Jean, I think, is another one to keep an eye on. Um, he visited Florida for his official visit in the later part of June, left saying that, you know, Florida was the leader, um, that he was interested in being a part of, you know, kind of a, of a school and a team that is building, you know, maybe not already established, but he wanted to kind of build his legacy on being one of those guys that maybe brings, a, you know, a team like Florida back. So I think that he'll be, or I know he will be visiting. He's told me that he's going to be visiting for Friday Night Lights. Um, he'll be there on Friday. I think that that's one to possibly keep an eye on. At one point, he was talking about making a decision in the later part of the fall or at least sometime into the fall to see a couple of these games. I have heard some rumblings that maybe he could move the decision up. I think Florida will take a shot at trying to get him to, you know, kind of end things while he's at Friday Night Lights. Um, so that would be another big time receiver for Florida. And that's a guy that they really like, you know, Corey Raymond's involved with him. Carrie Colbert's involved with him. Uh, Benedict Hypolite, who's in an off field staff role for Florida is also involved with him has, you know, extensive ties down in South Florida. So that's one that Florida would really want to get done. I think that, you know, they have a good shot of possibly landing him this weekend. You know, I don't know that anything's for certain there, but I think sure. that, you know, hearing the rumblings of him possibly moving things up, you know, already having Florida as his, you know, named outright leader, um, I think that that's one to where if a visit goes really well, he could you know possibly shut things down and go ahead and commit while he's there. Will Norman, I I have a crystal ball pick in for him to to Florida. I think that you know Florida is the leader for him. Um, they're obviously in need of a defense of, of several defensive linemen in this class. Um, the question for him is that you know he has kind of also been flirting with: Do I want to make a decision now? Do I want to wait into the fall and take some more visits? I think that if he were to um, you know, do things earlier. It's Florida. You know, he's only taken an official visit to Florida. Um, he hasn't been shy in saying that Florida is, you know, really high on his board. So I think that for him, you know, if he was another one to get caught up in a visit, um, I think that he would want to go ahead. I mean, if a decision comes early, I think it's Florida. He's talked about maybe taking some more visits in the fall, waiting things out, seeing how things play out for him. But, um, you know, if he were to do that, um, I think that Florida would be the pick. Cameron James, I think, is maybe the hardest pr to predict for me because he's played kind of coy about, you know, wanting to make a decision early. Does he want to wait until the fall? Because that was a guy in the spring that just literally landed like I don't even remember how many offers, but there were a lot of offers that he landed in the spring. Right. He's only really has visited Florida and Georgia of those bigger schools. He's visited schools like Cincinnati. I think he's been to USF. So he's taken some visits to schools, but he hasn't really looked at all these schools that have offered him. So right now I think Florida has the slight edge over Georgia. He's visited Georgia twice in the month of June. 
Um, one of those was an official visit. I think he visited Florida two or three times in the month of June. I know for sure, too, because one was a seven-on-seven camp and one was a, was an official visit. Um, but Florida, that, that was one that I think Florida needs a lot of credit on the fact that they had a really good early evaluation. You know, they got some clips of him um, at the Under Armour camp in Miami earlier this year. Really liked his frame, really liked his athleticism, what he's put on film. So that was a guy that they offered before a lot of these offers flowed in for him. So doing that has given them a chance to get him on campus several times this year already. Right. I do think Florida has the slight edge there. I think that one is more along the lines of does he want to continue to like see what else is out there since he hasn't really, you know, when you have these big time recruits that are, you know, highly ranked, have all these offers. Nine times out of 10, they go look at all these schools and take all these visits and, you know, see what's out there. And he hasn't really quite done that. So I think his decision making right now is, you know, do I want to go ahead and end things, get it over with, you know, which I do think it would be Florida. Um, or does he want to continue to let his recruitment play out as far as, you know, seeing what else is out there, enjoying the process. So that's one where I'm not totally sure on, but I do think that's another guy that if he did make a decision earlier, I think it would be Florida. Right, and he is a guy, like like you said, I mean, he's a guy who shot up a couple hundred spots in the rankings. He's currently ranked within the top 247. And by the way, I should add that of the four players who you just discussed, kind of in that maybe category of do they commit to Florida this weekend or maybe even ever, is are, where are they standing? Three of those four, everybody but Andy Jean, are included in the top 247. Uh, I will also say that you can go play around with the class calculator feature on 24-7 sports to see where Florida would stack up. Should it add any combination of these guys? And I can tell you that if you add basically four of them, uh, a, a, you can pick which four you want to add. Florida ends up somewhere in the 10 to maybe 13 or just cracking top 10 type of range. I'll ask you this for, I'll put you on the spot. If you had to put together an over under for commitments for Florida this week, and that can include guys we talked about. Maybe you add some, some surprise that happens for the Gators this week. What, what are you setting that at? Around three and a half, four, four and a half? What, where, where are you sitting? I think I would go four and a half. You know, there's been, obviously, there's the three guys that I mentioned, you know, Jakeem Jackson, Aiden Mizell, Jordan Castell. Those guys are, are, are pretty sure that they're going to end up at Florida. So there's three off the rip, right? Um, there's been a guy that Florida has been recruiting that is a flip candidate that we have hinted on the Swamp 24-7 message boards. That's someone to watch. You know, I think things aren't quite a done deal as far as, pulling that flip off, but I do think things are progressing nicely. And I think Florida is a real factor there and there's been some buzz on that flip. So there's four off the rip right there. So, you know, there's always a chance that, you know, Friday night lights, you know, like last year, Jared Gibson, the 2024 running back committed to Florida after Friday night lights. There's always maybe one guy that you weren't quite expecting that does something, you know, at Friday night lights, you know, maybe gets an offer, um, maybe, you know, has, has taken several visits and, you know, kind of just gets caught up and pulls the trigger. So sure. I think four and a half is a good number for that, you know, and I, I think that, you know, obviously for the week of, you know, you've got the three off the rip, there's a guy that's a potential flip candidate. So there's four. So I think four and a half is a good number. Sure. And, and, you know, I think that's a good segue into our next subject. And that is the Friday Night Lights camp that Florida is holding, also holding a barbecue, which we'll discuss uh, the following day, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. They're going to have that barbecue. So lots of lots of prospects expected to be on Florida's campus, obviously some of whom uh, the Gators are going to try and push towards a decision. Let's run through exactly what Friday Night Lights is, first of all, for people who might not know. And then Let's kind of discuss who Florida's expecting on its campus, uh, big recruitments to watch in terms of visitors this weekend, whether that be for the camp itself and also that barbecue the following day. Yeah, Friday Night Lights is a camp that has been going on since well before I was covering high school, you know, football recruiting. Um, it's basically a chance for guys to work out with the coaching staff under the lights in the swamp. 
you know, they go out there and, you know, they do drills. It starts around the, you know, the evening part, they work under the lights, you know, get a chance to work out with the coaching staff, um, spend some time there. A lot of the guys get there earlier so they can spend time around the coaches, do the photo shoots, unofficial visits, all those types of things. So, um, it's not really quite what it used to be, you know, as far as when Urban Meyer started it, you know, that's whenever they had, you know, Ronald Powell and, you know, all these big time guys coming out, you know, from across the country to, you know, come out and work out. And I think a big part of that is that a, every school now, the way the dead period is set up has something going on that weekend. You know, it's not like Florida has, you know, just invented this thing and it's become, you know, its own, you know, kind of, only singular thing you know every school has camps every school has cookouts and barbecues and pool parties and you know whatever they have so i think that it's lost a little bit of luster um but i think that the good thing for florida is that they've also added the cookout the next day so you've got the camp you know which is a chance to work out if you're an underclassman or you know maybe uh an upperclassman that's working towards an offer. Or maybe if you just simply want to work out with the coaching staff at Florida or work out in the swamp or whatever, that's what they'll do there. Um, but the cookout I think is a good addition there because, you know, you've got those guys that maybe don't want to work out and, you know, risk an injury in one-on-one so close to the start of their high school season. Sure. Um, so you've got a chance to not only go out and, you know, you just don't get enough time to spend around the coaches unless you show up early um, while they're doing a camp and conducting that, you can watch them coach and watch them coach guys up and, you know, all those types of things. But the cookout is a chance to really sit back and hang out with the coaching staff. So I think it's a good mix to have there. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's going to be a jam-packed weekend between the camp going on Friday night and having all those guys there, whether they're camping or hanging out and then having the cookout the next day. Absolutely. And I'm not going to make you run through all the prospects who are going to be there. There are so many, but I will ask you this. Is there a group of maybe highlight prospects that you would say either to keep an eye on, maybe in addition to the guys we just talked about, but also some guys who Florida's pushing hard to get at some point down the line? Who, who is going to be there? Is there a kind of a, a VIP stars list that you want to highlight for us on the podcast? You know, I think that you always have to look at the five-star guys. You know, as someone that Florida obviously has been hot and heavy for for a long time that is expected there both days on Friday and Saturday is five-star cornerback Cormani McLean out of Lakeland. Um, that's a guy that, you know, it seems like Florida and Alabama are battling it out for. Miami has made a little bit of a late, later charge, if you will, after an official visit in June. I think it's met primarily a Florida and Alabama battle. Um, so that's a good chance for Florida to get him back on campus. I don't remember the last time he's been there. I want to say it's been since the spring. I don't think he was there in June at all off the top of my head. Um, but he did visit Alabama in June. And that really kind of gave the Crimson Tide some life in that recruitment. You know, they'd already liked them, but that sort of kind of given them some more juice there, you know, getting a chance to spend, I think, one or two days there in Tuscaloosa. So good chance for Florida to get him back for an extended stay. Um, you know, some other guys, you know, five stars, you always have to mention them. Five-star defensive lineman James Smith out of Alabama. Five-star edge rusher Quawrasaw. Um, he's a guy that, you know, both of those guys are teammates from the Alabama area. They're making their first visits. I think a lot of things have to go in Florida's favor as far as this visit needs to go really well to be a player for them. Mm -hmm. um, but they do have them atop their schools. You know, I think the best shot for Florida right now is to just have a really good visit and hope for an official visit and see where things play out down the line because they don't seem like they're rushing a decision right now. So I think that's the best that you can kind of hope for right now for them. Five-star edge rusher Samuel Pimba. Um, he'll be back again. He's made a couple visits to Florida. I think he's fairly open in his recruitment. I don't think he's rushing anything right now. He's talking about taking some official visits in the fall. I want to say he's visited Florida. This will be his third time visiting under the new staff. He visited twice in the spring, and then obviously he's coming back, you know, for Friday Night Lights and the cookout and, you know, all those types of things. Um, 
Miami's in a good spot for him. I think Notre Dame's in an okay spot for him. You know, right now, again, like I said, I think it's still kind of early. I don't, I just don't think his recruitment as far as where's he going, where's he leaning. I just don't think it's interesting right there yet. You know, sure. obviously he's cut it down to I think seven schools. You know, we'll see where things progress from there. But you know, that's another five-star guy Florida's going to have on campus. <clears throat> as far as 2024 guys, they're going to have another five-star on campus. Um, and that's five-star Desmond Ricks, um, a guy that, you know, is at IMG Academy there in Florida, um, a guy that they really like. He's visited once. You know, he's, I think, the number two player in the 2024 class on 24-7 sports rankings. Um, so really likes Corey Raymond and what he's done. So this will be a chance to kind of build off of an earlier this year visit that he took. Um, so those are as far as the five-star guys that we have on our list expected there. But there's plenty of other guys, you know, high-level four-star guys in the 2023 class. We mentioned, you know, the Cameron James, the Andy Jeans, all that. Another guy out of the state of Alabama is Kelby Collins. I think he's a guy that is interesting for Florida because I do think right now it's looking like more of an Alabama-Florida um, battle. Being from the state of Alabama, you don't want to see the Crimson Tide as a finalist there. You know, that's just, you know, sure, it's, it's sure. tough. Um, but I think that Florida, he's visited twice under the former coaching staff and has visited for an official visit under the new coaching staff. This will be a chance for him to spend Friday and Saturday there again. Um, I've talked to a contact at Florida that actually said they kind of got Scooby Williams vibes from him as far as how his recruitment's going to play out. And what that means is that a guy from the state of Alabama that earlier on everyone had pegged to stay in state, whether it's Auburn or Alabama, but eventually as things played on, Florida became a bigger factor. Does that mean that that's going to play out, that Collins recruitment is going to play out just like how Williams played out? Not necessarily, but there are some people at Florida that think that there is legitimate interest in Florida on his end. So big need at defensive line. He's close with Williams, who has spent a lot of time with him on his official visit. He's also close with Shamar James, who's a freshman at Florida from the Alabama area. And in the last several recent years, Florida has done a good job, you know, getting guys out of the state of Alabama. Um, you know, so I think that, you know, the, I think it's definitely a Florida Alabama battle in my head, at least. Um, so, you know, he's supposed to visit Alabama on Thursday this week. Um, he'll be at Florida this weekend. So we'll see as far as what his timeline's looking like for making that decision. Um, but I do think Florida is, it has, it has a legitimate shot at him. I don't think it's one of those things where you see a oh, high level guy from Alabama, four-star guy from Alabama has an offer from Alabama going to Alabama. Like, right. do I think he could end up Alabama? Absolutely. But I don't think it's a foregone conclusion where like, you know, just forget about all these other schools. It's not happening. Right. Right. Well, I think that that does it for this episode of the Swamp 247 podcast. I will say this. We have a lot of stuff coming up between recruiting with football camp starting, uh, basketball reporting constantly going on on the site as well. Uh, things are busy. So I would say if you aren't already, subscribe to swamp247.com. Uh, make sure you visit the site. Check us out. We also have the largest message board community in the Florida market. So you definitely might want to participate in that. Uh, and Blake, I would, I'm going to ask you the, the constant final question. Any last thoughts before we uh, get out of here for this one? I can't think so. It's, it's just, you know, I'm looking forward to Friday Night Lights. I'm looking forward to maybe trying to snag a rib or two on Saturday. Um, shout out Shannon Snell, who usually puts on, uh, you know, the, the catering for Florida there. I had a couple of those ribs at their seven-on-seven seven camp they had back in June. And, you know, chef's kiss, like they're really good. So I'm already thinking about another one. There you go. Well, that's a good final thought. We're going to end it on food. <laughs> Uh, that does it for this episode of the Swamp 247 podcast. Make sure you check us out on YouTube or wherever else you get your podcast platforms. We had an episode earlier this week with new staff reporter Graham Hall. We talked about Media Day, where Florida stacks up in the SEC East. You definitely want to check that out as well as all of our written content on the site, as I mentioned. 
for this one, though, that's going to do it. Keep it locked on the site. Uh, for Blake Alderman, I'm Jacob Rudner, and we'll see you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.